Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, we're back. Happy New Year's, Danny. Cheers to you. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Cheers to you. That's a, a sound that, that we love to hear on the show. So without any further ado, we've got a, we've got a, a ton of things to do today, especially answer TIFO's questions. It's 2024. No, no better way to, than to start the year on the show by addressing some of the questions we have from our tremendous friends of the show. And by the way, this round of questions, Danny, tough questions. They came strong. They're going to put us on the spot. Let's go. I can't wait. Yeah. What, what better way to start a new year with the first episode of the year by putting our TIFO's questions front and center? Can't wait. But this is the first time that I'm going to say this on the show, and we're proud to do so. And it's that this episode is presented by Hopfly Brewing Company. Hotfly is the new presenting sponsor of Charlotte Soccer Show. It is the new home of the Charlotte Soccer Show, right on Mint Street, just a few blocks from the Keep, from the Fortress, Bank of America Stadium. It's a place where we've pre-gamed with a, with a lot of the TFOs. It's mm-hmm. a place that we've grown to, to love, and now we are officially partners with Hotfly in this endeavor, Danny. Congratulations. Uh, feels great. It feels great. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to me. Congratulations to the TFOs. Congratulations to Hotfly for jumping on, on a, a rocket ship headed to the moon, man. Uh, it feels great, and I love Hotfly. Uh, one of my favorite locations in Charlotte. It's a five-minute walk from the stadium, like you said. Uh, they have a bunch of great beers. Uh, you know, they did. They hosted the Bronico party. They they uh, love to cook up. They're always releasing new beers, which is cool. They got the. Uh, Fresh Drop Fridays, you know, if I can get in my promo there. Uh, Fresh Drop Fridays is huge. And you think about the mayor, which which they dropped, was a great brew. And I just, I love everything they're doing. I'm I, glad I, to be a partner with them. I've got an idea, Danny, maybe for our first Fresh Drop. And it's the Soccer City Lager. Hit us up on social, at For The Crown Baby on X, at our Instagram page. I, what's our what's our lager name? What's our I, beer for the I show? I love the sound. You know I'm a, I'm a sucker for alliterative sound, so like the Soccer City Sour would be amazing. Oh. I don't drink sours, but I mean imagine, or a cider, Soccer City Cider would be pretty nice, uh, you know, for at least rolling off the tongue. I don't know if it would go down my gullet, but it would certainly roll off my tongue very nicely. So cheers to, to Hotfly, cheers to the TIFOs, and can't wait to see everybody in 2024 at, yeah. at Hotfly. That's where our pregame, we moved our pregame parties there kind of informally uh, the second half of last season. Now it's formal. Now we're going big. We've got big plans for how these, how, you know, it, it was used to be gatherings. Now they're like parties, and, and uh, I don't know. That who knows what could happen? We might be talking, you know, live episodes. We might be talking uh, jersey uh, pop-ups, and we might partner with Rare and Retro to get some stuff going. Anything can happen. So, like, Hotfly is going to be the place to pregame this year uh, with us or against us. If you hate us, come throw tomatoes at us. I don't care. Just you know, like whatever's <laughs> clever. It's all good. Uh, so, it, cheers to that. Cheers to you, Danny. And uh, one thing I didn't mention on the show so far is. Uh, two important words right now that every soccer fan in this city uh, is uh, are obsessed with, and that is transfer window. Mm-hmm. And we are currently in the midst of that. It's a very, very special time yeah. on the soccer calendar when you're in a transfer window, and Charlotte FC is in that window right now. Danny, no incomings for, for the club yet. Right. Um, some outgoings, but before the window opened from a free agency point of view, yep. Charlotte FC got their business done uh, pretty early no, this season. Nothing shocking. We can confirm that uh, via Tom Bogert, uh, David Pareba, Crown Legacy captain, is off to the Chicago Fire. He is no longer uh, in the Charlotte FC family, unfortunately, and it's too bad. Uh, but 
You know, it's funny because for a long time, Chicago Fire were like the most Polish club in MLS. They had uh, Premyslav Frankowski. They right. had Kasper Shabilko. And, you know, you think Chicago, you think, you know, Polish community, you think, uh, hey, you know, uh, the, the Al Swarski's brothers or whatever, you know, from SNL or whatever. So, like, you think of that. Uh, um, but we kind of had reclaimed the title with Carol and Camille and Jan and uh, Pareba. We were the most Polish club in MLS. But now, as, as Pareba's gone, Jan's gone, Carol and... Camille in the shop window. Chicago's reclaimed the title, so good for them. I would, I will miss David Pareba, and then uh, we also have. Uh, I think we will. I think that one will hurt. I, I, I don't know. Like, well, I know. Do uh, you care me, about Pareba at all? Yes, I do. Okay, for, yeah, for, I, I for a different reason. Okay, for a different reason. A real reason, not my dumb, <laughs> dumb Polish reason. Yeah, uh, because it's just a little bit confusing to me how mm-hmm. he captained the club. Mm-hmm. Crown Legacy all season, mm-hmm. and then he was kind of one of the first ones out the door. Mm-hmm. I, to me, that means there was some sort of conversation had about, hey, you don't fit into our future plans and, and go maybe play somewhere else after being captain for the year, or it means that he decided that he didn't want to captain the squad anymore. It just, right. it, it, it feel typically, typically your captain does not necessarily move on from the club, especially when you consider that player to be part of your future. Right. And Crown Legacy and he was a really good player. Like Crown Legacy is experienced major roster turnover. Almost yeah. everyone is gone, you know, so like it's they're going to they're in a total rebuild which I think is like the Man. model for what Next Pro should be. I'm, sta- I'm starting off 24 talking about Crown Legacy. I, I, know, re- I, I really know. have I, took t- I I've turned a new leaf in this new year I, if, I, I'm, if I'm talking about Crown Legacy on the top of the show. I didn't mean to take you there but I will just say <laughs> that when I heard Parebo was leaving Legacy I was like, "Oh, he's probably going to go start for a USL club." I didn't think that he would be signed by an MLS side to play I, for their MLS Next Pro team. By the way, it was it was oh, okay. Is it that was what it, okay. I missed intentionally that part. Yeah. mentioned well, in then, yeah. in the message. Yeah, because I don't think he's a he's he could probably make his MLS debut for Chicago at some point in the season. He's not some guy that's going to play a bunch for them. But, they didn't yeah. sign him for their first team. They signed him to be on the MLS Next Pro club, which means to me maybe he may move up into their first team or. Uh, he's just worth more money, and Charlotte FC didn't want to pay it. Yeah, I would have thought USL Championship starter would have been a better move for Pareba, but hey, we'll see. Championship, I, I could have easily said uh, USL one. Charlotte Independence. Charlotte Independence. Yeah, of course, yeah. I know, uh, I know where your head's going. Which, by the way, the Orange Goats, uh, one of our tremendous friends of the show, he does ask us today, what do you think of the Independence roster build? Lots of returning guys. Where else do you see them pooling players? We don't have to answer that now. But we're certainly going to uh, address this question, talk about the independence on this episode. And when you're listening to this episode, you can also, afterwards, listening to my interview with new USL Super League Carolinas head coach, Philip Poole. I practice that because that's a lot of words to say. Yeah. I can't wait to actually have a, a name for this club so I can say... Carolina's whatever right. the the club's name is. Well, it's two, down to two names, right? Is, the yeah. flight and the breeze, or so. Or was that, are those the two, or <laughs> something like that? I, I didn't. Forget. Ask. Yeah, forgive me if I'm wrong on that, but I didn't ask. I think I voted flight. Yeah, I, I went to the press conference um, last week. Um, had had a great time there covering that squad. So we're going to talk about that as well. We're covering that. And that's Soccer what, City. That's what we're doing on the show. Dave. Yeah, we're, we got to check in with everybody. It's the first show of the year. We got to hit the legacy. <laughs> we got to hit the independence. We got to hit USL Super League women. We got to, but. 
Charlotte FC is obviously dominant on yes. the minds. Thing, things yes. are happening. In addition to Pareba leaving, we had a rumor of an incoming that hit pretty hard. Not just a not just a rumor, but a, a confirmed bid of some serious dinero from once again Mr. Bogert, who is just kill, like Tom Bogert. I don't. I think he probably is one of the most had one of the best like uh, in the media world. Probably one of the biggest rises from this time last year to this time uh, to today because he was always known as a really good MLS reporter. But like this guy is now like the Woj of of U.S. soccer. He's the Fabrizio Romano of U.S. soccer, and like his scoops and his bombs that drop are great. If you're a hardcore MLS fan like me, like Bogert became like a guy that was good to follow into a must follow. And uh, the news he brought he put out there about the bid that we put in for Albert Gronbach. Gronbach. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I would say it. Gronbach yeah. and, and Albie. Albie. Yeah. And it's not the first time, Danny, that Albert's been mentioned on the show. Right. This this is not a, a out of the blue, nowhere offer from Charlotte FC. That this is something that was mentioned a month ago, more than a month ago now, probably almost six weeks ago at this point. Mm-hmm. A, a, a report surfaced about Charlotte FC's interest in this player yep. um, a big part of the transfer window is discussion about dollars and cents uh, 9.5 million dollars that's a that's a big big statement mm-hmm. Enzo Capetti remember just for uh, comparison's sake Enzo Capetti was signed for about 6 million euros right. 6 million dollars so this would be a new club record signing if it came in at that number yes by um, by by about 140% yeah club record sale for uh, his current club as yeah, well yeah Bodo Glimt which is uh, in the Norwegian league. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like to think about a, a 22-year-old attacking midfielder, you know, slash winger, creator, someone to come in and play with the the striker talent that we have is is, is pretty nice thought. It is a great thought, and the reason why I think it's a great thought is because if you look around the league, you you, you would say, oh, there's a lot of clubs who are making moves, and in, in Charlotte FC isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. And why is that? I, I think ultimately it's because. Right now, this club is trying to to figure out exactly what its identity is, and it's mm-hmm. in it's in no rush. Right, uh, there's there's no reason to rush because we just hired a coach. Think about Atlanta United, for instance. Just just signed Dax. Dax, come on. He's he's. I mean, uh, what a we what a I mean. How, it, how old does Atlanta United want their average squad to be? Like it's it's insane. That's an insane signing to me to throw money at Dax McCarty. He's cooked. He's done. I don't disagree with that. He, and but to get him off the market, at least it's not tempting us to bring him in. You know, to like uh, apply uh, hot cold. So here's another couple examples, right? Where Mackenzie Gaines he goes over to Nashville. Yeah, that's, that's another example of, of a signing. If there's, I hope he can work his way into the starting lineup there. And you're going to Jones to Columbus. Jo- Jones to Columbus as well. You're you're seeing MLS type moves happen. Mm-hmm. Colorado signed Georgie Mihailovic, my my like white whale that I was wanting really badly for, for us for a cheap price for three and a half million. I think I I haven't seen uh, Albert Gronbach play, but I do know, and I know that Georgie was having a hard time uh, catching on at Aze Alkmaar in the Dutch league. The Dutch League's a, a level up from the Norwegian League, and, and Georgia's a, a proven MLS commodity. So, like, to the thought of that we could have got him for $3.5 million, but now we're bidding 9.5 on a guy who's a little less proven. That, to me, I don't love it. I, I, I got to say. I do think... I'm not going to, like, say I know everything about this kid. Like, I, I don't know how great he is. I do know his stats are nice. I think he had 12 goal contributions, like nine goals, maybe a little bit more. Maybe it was nine goals and 
five assists, maybe it was three, but it was it was a decent. It was nine goals and a decent number of assists in 27 games. Uh, his club is not just in the Norwegian league, but they're also in the Euro, Euro, UEFA Conference League. So they play sort of continental competition. Trust me, I'm very they advance familiar with the conference. League. Yeah, yeah. As a Spurs guy, <laughs> yeah. Those those Thursday night uh, trips to uh, you know. It, the, anytime you're playing a European soccer match and you have to fly somewhere and then drive like five more hours to get to where you're playing. Yeah. When, you, when you're when you in the Conference League, you have to Google where these clubs are. And, yeah, and they're, yeah, and they're yeah, countries exactly. that, um, uh, European countries that you aren't so uh, familiar with. Uh, maybe Romania would be a good example of a potential right. uh, country that would have a club in the Conference League. So when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, okay, this is a 22-year-old guy who could be coming in if you think of, I'm looking at past examples. This is right. my instant reaction. If you look at the Norwegian league, Hani Mukhtar for Nashville, he's a former MLS MVP, absolutely crushes. That's a good he, example. He played in the Norwegian league before he came here to uh, to MLS. He played for Bronby. So then you've got Evander. Evander was the club record signing for Portland Timbers last year, came from the Danish league, played in UEFA Champions League, played in UEFA uh, Europa League. Uh, for FC Michelin, he was like a, a really great, like superstar in the Danish league. He came over to Portland, had a really time, tough time adjusting, and made like, extremely underwhelming for a club record signing. He extremely underwhelmed to the point where Portland is now potentially shopping him to resell him. Almost sounds like uh, Enzo Capetti type. Right, game. right, right, right. So although that, that's, heard, your, that's there's my no range. rumors, there's no ru- rumors about Capetti though. I would say the Danish league and Norwegian league are somewhat a, a, about on par to the point where. The, that's your range. You could be getting a Vander, you could be getting a Mukhtar. But he is 22 years old, younger than both those dudes, so who knows? It's it's a really uh, big number, $9.5 million. And remember, yeah. that's just to sign the player, his wages. Right. On top of that, he'll probably fit into a designated player spot. Although, and I keep saying this on the show, but I'm going to continue to say it, because at this point I don't understand the designated player rule, because it seems like clubs that are smart, and that's not a knock against other clubs, it just seems to me like... Clubs are finding ways to skate the rules and yeah. make the rules work for them, and Charlotte sure. FC isn't necessarily doing that. Well, you, I mean, like Miami, they were just like, "Hey, if you," they just kind of did the whole like, "Just keep cheating," just like we're just going to cheat and cheat and cheat and cheat, <laughs> and you know, like, yes, we got caught the first time, yes, we got caught the second time, yes, we got caught the third time, yes, we got caught the fourth time, but the fifth time they just stopped paying attention. Now we just do whatever we want. You know, that, that's kind of Miami's tack. Um, I just think it's an intriguing, intriguing uh, option. I does it, to does some, it excite you? It excites me because I talked to. It excited me at first because I talked to friends who follow European soccer really close, and they were like, 9.5 for this guy. He seems more like a, like a five, six million dollar player. I, I, it seems a little, a little much." And then I'm thinking, "Well, that's the price we have to pay." Let's be honest. At Charlotte FC, if if there's guys being chased by potentially uh, Italian league teams, also. Uh, Gronbach, as he is, even like I've heard Napoli mentioned, like we're gonna have to pay more to get them to like choose us over over potential. Well, that, and and that's why I, yeah. I typically don't make this about money. I I typically don't. And as I'm having this conversation with you, I'm only making it about money because this is this is a massive right. uh, number. If if we can outbid Napoli, I think we'll get this guy. That's what I think. But then, listening to Bogert. Again, his on his YouTube, he he's the part, one who posted the tweet that we put in the nine point five million bid. But then later on his YouTube, when he was talking about it in more detail, he was saying he he thinks that's not going to be enough. So I've I've heard people say that that's too much. I've heard people say it's not enough now. So it's like, who do you believe? Where does it fall? 
but it's nice to have some some movement at least. It's a clear sign to me, Danny, that it is the monetary and positional replacement for one Carol Svidersky. The the only so, the only way that you go in for a player like this is is well, for that kind of cash is if if you have a feeling that you're going to move somebody else or somebody else sure. isn't a part of your plans. I just don't see Charlotte FC going out there to spend nine point five million dollars on this this player unless who is an attacking creative midfielder. Unless right. uh, unless Swiderski is not part of those plans. So I think that is the straightforward way to look at this. Agreed, but. Maybe irrationally, maybe hopelessly optimistically, maybe just savvily brilliant. I also think there's a way because you know we've always been talking. We've been talking for over a year and a half now about da 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 da. Their DPs are blank, 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 and Camille Uzviak, who they're going to buy down. Like like his name became Uzviak, <laughs> who they're going to buy down. You know, at a certain yeah, point, you know, yeah, when you list rattle off the DPs. Yeah. So it's like the thing about that is it hasn't happened yet, but. The more that every day that passes, every month that passes, it's cheaper to buy him down. You know, you your your buyout gets less and less. The more money of the total contract that you've start you've paid him, the less it is to just buy it out and buy him down. So, I think there's a possibility that if we went for another big money DP, a ten million dollar player, it could be finally the time when we buy Yusfiak down, keep Copetti, keep Carroll at least till the summer, and have some superstars running up shop up top. You know. Uh who is listening now and very happy by that statement? It's Donna Hartman. Donna's always <laughs> hanging out on X, tweeting the show, and she responded to my to my uh, post saying that y'all got to stop talking about Swiderski leaving. Let's just have them both, okay? Yeah. So you and Donna yeah. are on the same exact page. And by the way, I love to hear that. Yeah. I would prefer the ambition uh, and and the right. thought process to no. We we have we actually are going to uh, play Capetti and Swiderski as right. strikers and right and Let's, maybe they're our front three. Right. Let's have twenty five million dollars worth of designated players on the roster. Why not? Yeah. Let's have some ambition. Swiderski could play on the right potentially and cut in on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. We use that left foot of his. Uh, Capetti could be up top, and then uh, Grambach could, could potentially be on the left hand side. I'm not sure what 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 foot he favors. Right. Uh, but either way, if he's left, if favors his left foot, sure, play on the left side. That's fine too, um, because we know Swiderski likes to to cut on the inside and and make a move in. He I, I wouldn't I would never play Carroll at left wing because. He doesn't have the ability to cut back across and fire off a strike, so he he's never a left wing player for me. Carroll should always be on the right, mm-hmm. and if if Grombach could play left of Capetti, all of a sudden we have a we have a, a four three three and and we're cooking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And as much as I've loved Gaines, as much as I've loved uh, Camille at times, as much as I love Kerwin Vargas, like bringing in some uh, like improving that that front three attacking. Would be the one of the big priorities. I think if we're going to make moves and transfer, like it should be to improve our attacking edge. And I, I mean, I fell in love with Kerwin Vargas all over again, watching back all the goals. Uh, you know, like like I think um, uh, when I watched every goal that we scored back over the Christmas th- Christmas break for the uh, goals of Christmas pro- uh, video thing on our YouTube. Like, I fell in love with Kerwin Vargas all over again. And, like, you know how, like, when you only watch the good highlights of your team, you sort of get a skewed view? Like, I just I watched our, go- our team score 60 goals in a row, you know, and I was like, 
how did this team not win MLS Cup? They are amazing. <laughs> These goals are so good. You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forget yeah. about the the highlights, the lowlights of our of our defense and the late concessions and things like that. But oh. you do get kind of like a biased view when you just watch all these highlights. But man, Kerwin is so good. He's just he's just so good. So like as much as we do want to bring people in, I I think and you can look for this. Actually, I'll I'll tease that this is going to show up on uh, Charlotte Soccer City Substack soon this week. Uh, you know the meme. It's kind. Of, it's becoming one of my favorite memes lately. Of like, you know, mom, can we stop and get some good players? No, we have good players at home. Like, yes, <laughs> I want to get some guys in the transfer market, but like, let's appreciate what we have because we have some really good players. And finally, the coach to unlock them. Like, we've been dealing with like student drivers for two uh, seasons, and now we have a master, uh, at, you know, a race car driver at the wheel. So let's go. Dean Smith, an amb- ambitious. A uh, a coach that that's hired and and that is critically let's call it acclaimed to the hire yeah and and I wrote a story you mentioned Charlotte Soccer City I, I wrote a story there subscribe last week make sure you subscribe you can read uh, why Dean Smith and his appointment actually and I know there's a lot of David Tepper haters out there and I encourage you to read this column you know David Tepper he can't help himself but you know is is his uh, public image as bad as actually the job that he's done when you mm-hmm. think about the overall portfolio, not just the Panthers. I think Charlotte FC fans have a way more positive view of David Tepper just in general than Panther fans. I know a lot of Panther fans are like, ah, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. Charlotte FC fans are like, yeah, he's a little wild, but he, we love him. You know, he's Tep. You know, yeah. he's just like, it, I know I shouldn't appreciate him throwing a, a drink at a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I know I should, like, condemn that yeah. <laughs> and not condone it. But I'm torn in my heart. We've got TIFOS questions. They're coming up next. Quick break. Uh, Refresh our beers here with a fresh crunch time. And we're back after this. All right. We're back on the show. And I'm just going to say this. Because he happens to be sitting right here, and it's a new foster dog in the house, uh, Micah. You can you can find him on our social channels. Uh, he's a two-year-old hound, and he's hanging with Danny and I during this uh, during the recording session here. And and since he's hanging with us and being such a good boy, I figured I would just put the word out to all the TFOs out there. If anybody's in uh, the market or wants to adopt a dog, that, that Micah's hanging out at my house, and and you can adopt him. So. Uh, check him out. Check out his link. He'll, it'll be in the show notes. Go there and, and meet Micah. And we do work with the, the Greater Charlotte SBCA, and he's he's the latest foster to come through, Danny. And he seems to like you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, uh, starting to foster dogs is one of the coolest things that you and your wife, Rachel, did last year in 23. John, glad to see it's continuing to 24. You had some rowdy pups uh, last year uh, that you got successfully passed on yeah. to homes. Uh, Micah is a lot more chill. And Micah is curled up next to you on this couch that we're chilling. We're at the Z Shed, by the way. I don't know if we ever mentioned. Uh, and Micah is just just an amazing, beautiful, speckled coat, uh, brown and white. Just uh, what a pup. Like, this guy, he's not going to be with you long. I think he'll be adopted soon. I think so, too. So uh, check, check him out and get to know Micah. And maybe get to know uh, Philip Coutinho. At least maybe you have gotten to know him. Because uh, he's he's been a star on, on the global soccer team uh, scene for a long time, Danny, and right now he's an he's an Aston Villa player. Okay, so that's that's okay. one thing. He's loaned out to a Qatar side, 
And at the end of his loan with his Qatar side, he will then likely be transferred or moved or loaned somewhere else by Aston Villa. And that report came out this week. And obviously Great. people made the... Sign him up. Let's go get him. Coutinho, let's go get him. Is that how you feel? Uh, well, that's my question. That's I'm, what I wanna, I, like, no, I, I'm just saying that to set up what you're about to say, which is not so fast, my friend. Oh, I see what you're saying. He's yeah, not available. Yeah. yeah. He's not available in January. The season ends in right. March. And so he's available next summer. My, my, my point to you, my question to you was about this, about this, this news. Is it... A household name anymore? Is is Phil Coutinho somebody that, that people would know here in Charlotte? No, but not especially not the people that like just started following the sport like a lot more seriously when they when Charlotte FC launched, you know. We we have a lot of people in this fan base that were probably familiar with the Premier League, but not like hardcore fans enough to know. Coutinho's like real heyday in the Premier League was almost ten years ago, you know, eight, nine years ago, so I don't think uh, he has quite the uh, huge, like, instant name recognition, even as someone as, like, a Jack Graylish. You know, like, we talked about Graylish. Like, Graylish would make a huge, much bigger splash, you know, if he was to come over. It's completely unrealistic. He's not coming. But Coutinho is that type of player, I would say. Just older and past his prime. But very special and, like, used to do, like, insane things for Liverpool for two or three seasons. He, he's, a Bra- he's a Brazilian, and uh, he's he was a global name in, in, on, on the football uh, he kinda, calendar. And he kind of, like, the way – he kind of, like, blew up his own spot at Liverpool and then, like, got to Barcelona, barely played. Like, he's on the downswing of his career, so he's kind of that guy that, like, could come in and do really well in MLS. Maybe, like, a Hector Herrera for Houston last year, but – no. I, I I I just want people to more skilled but. Uh, temper their expectations. As I want right. people who have seen this report, uh, the the <laughs> fact that he's an Aston Villa player actually matters, right? Because yeah. Dean Smith and Unai Emery, that connection actually exists. Sure. Those two guys could get on the phone and talk about Coutinho if they wanted to. Sure, and he he contributed for Villa two or three years ago, right? I mean, yeah, he was an impact sub for them a couple seasons ago. But, like, when you end up in the Qatari Stars League, like, it's not by accident. It usually means something. Like, Yeah, he didn't make an impact for Villa, and he got loaned away, and Villa is now having one of the most historic seasons they've ever right, had. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Addition by subtraction for Villa with Coutinho. So I'm not anxious to bring him in, but I, I do think he'll have a market in MLS uh, when he is available. I mentioned that story coming out of the break. We're going to get to the TIFOS questions because I wanted to just oppose – any other transfer news that we've missed? Is there any, anything that, that you think that we've missed? There's one person um, that, I, that I found. There's two things that I find interesting that we haven't mentioned. By all means, go on. One is Tyler Buchanan signing with Inter. Tejon. Tejon, Tejon Buchanan. Buchanan. Yeah. Thank Tejon you. Tejon Buchanan. Tejon Buchanan. First Sign- ever Canadian in the Serie A. Yes, yeah. that that to me was super interesting in this transfer window. Uh, someone that played in plays in Concacaf. Yeah, um, does he? He has an MLS history as well. Yeah, I mean he was a New England Revolution. Like uh, three years ago, he was awesome for New England Revolution. Yep. earned his way to Club Bruges in the Belgian league and uh, became an, a, a most, an almost everyday starter for them. So yeah. my point there is pipeline. Yeah, right. It's happening North America right. over to Europe. It's happening. Well, there's over so and many over. Americans who go over and fail and or get b- benched. Like Georgi Mihailovic, like Ricardo Pepe, who's struggling to make an impact uh, at PSV where he is. Like, there's so many stories of guys that like go over and they have a hard time. James Sands for New York, 
Paxton Aronson's over there at, at Frankfurt. Like all, there's I can rattle off guys. It's really nice that Tejon Buchanan is the MLS guy that went over and hit. It's, it's a shame he's Canadian, not American. It doesn't, it doesn't help our national team. But well, I'm thinking about it from a North American point sure, of view. From, of course. I mean, we're all hosting the yeah. whole World Cup together. Right. Exactly, we're all one nation exactly, at this point. Exactly. When, the Continental Cup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other one uh, that I uh, feel like I could have mentioned and got interested in was, um, uh, and this isn't a, it's in the same vein, but it, it's not in this transfer window, but it's because of an injury at Chelsea where uh, Pekovic, the, the Pekovic, the keeper. Yeah, yeah, the, the goalkeeper. Yeah, he's starting to play. He's No, he's starting because yeah. of injuries at Chelsea. Yeah. So again, once again, a, a New England connection pipeline. there. Yeah. The pipeline is there. So what my point in bringing these transfers up is for somebody like Carol Swiderski. Okay. Some like uh, for somebody here playing in America, mm-hmm. this is not something that is just make believe. Charlotte FC has an asset right now, right. and Charlotte FC needs to get the most money possible for that asset. And I know we got into the the conversation about keeping Carol Sudarski around beforehand, but the point of me bringing up those two transfers is that if you're going to sign somebody for nine point five million dollars, it's nice to sell somebody. For nine point five million dollars, right, right, exactly. You just you, you just got a younger at that point. Yeah, I mean it's not out of the question. Uh, our boy Boger reported or last week that Carroll has interest from some Bundesliga clubs, the German league. Uh, we had always seen him as potentially going back to the Italian, like a Polish player. That that's kind of generally fits, you know, German league or Italian league. That kind of is, is the profile. Because a, a so, week a week from today, Danny, Charlotte FC is is headed to training camp. That's crazy to think. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's about to... Like, if Dean Smith didn't feel familiar enough with uh, the players to comment on him at his opening press conference, hopefully that would change if we were sitting here talking to him today. And hopefully he, he's no, learned a lot more about his guys, for sure. I'm sorry, and to knows what he wants to do with Swarovski. I mean, it, I, here's what I will say. Here's, my, here's what I'll say. The decision on whether or not to keep Carroll has already been made. We just don't know what it is yet. How about that? Love to hear that, and, and, and I'm so glad that you put it that way as we head into our next segment with the TFOS questions, because I know that you wanted to do these TFOS questions, mm-hmm. and it took me about 35 minutes to get there, so I apologize for that, Danny. I'm sorry for making you wait, but I know these questions need to be answered. Um, so, so cheers to Jorge Torres, who always chimes in. He says, do we have expectations, slash how much expectations should we have with new coach, Players, style of play, culture. Do we have new players? Presume. I mean, we have spots for new players. Well, we don't have new players <laughs> we yet. We don't have any new players, no. I mean, we're, we're hoping. We're hoping to get some new players. <laughs> so what's the, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the answer? Like, what are the expectations? Expectations for me are, out, are through the roof. I mean, I do this to myself every year, but, like, I truly believe that our players are uh, way better than they have been given credit for by previous managements, previous regimes. Um, and I just think Dean Smith's going to unlock the quality that we have in this side. I think we have a much better team quality-wise than people realize because we haven't been unleashed to our full potential, and I think that's what's going to happen. So my expectations for me is to host a playoff match. Top four in the East. 
Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, there we go. Let's go. Top four in the East host a playoff match. I like it because you you can still host a playoff match. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't there. know. Are we still doing that best of three series? I'm not. I'm yes, not 100% I, I sure. mean we're yeah. doing that unless okay. MLS does what they did last off season, which was change the playoff format. Gotcha, it, okay. it seems like the playoff format is going to stick around for this coming season, which is a three game series. If you're not in the playing game, remember Charlotte FC was in the playing game last year. And they ultimately lost it on the road, which means they didn't get to host. But New York Red Bull, who beat Sean FC, did get to host a playoff match because right. it's a three-game series. My, my expectation is top four. It's host a real playoff match. It's to, it's to host game three of a, play, it, of a playoff series. Let's yes, that absolutely. Yeah. Is, is to have home field advantage mm-hmm. in a playoff series. Right. we got to yeah. figure out our phrasing for that. Yeah. Because hosting a playoff game, you're even if you finish... I'm just saying top four East. Top four East is how I'm phrasing it, yeah. Danny's expectations are top four East. I say top six East. I really like about a sixth, seventh place finish on the table this season for Charlotte FC. I think that would be meaningful growth for this for this club. I think I think my expectations are a place where I don't expect this team to win MLS Cup. I think that Dean Smith could be potentially the the best manager in MLS. Does that mean he wins in 2024? No. I think that means potentially we're looking at a, a really a really deep run in 25. <laughs> But 24, I'd love to be surprised because I think that we're on the ascent is the that, point. That's my question back to the TIFOs is, is Dean Smith the best manager in MLS? Most Best resume of a manager in MLS. I want them to all marinate on that as we continue to answer questions. At the Reverend Burl, at Burl, a uh, good Rev. tremendous friend of the show, the Rev. The Rev. Uh, who, by the way, we've had some good times with at Hot oh, Fly. Yeah. He's a Hot Fly champion. He, he absolutely is. He, he asks us, which is a great question. Haven't seen any leaks quite mm-hmm. yet. New kit prediction. So I was thinking about this. It's funny. It's so funny that the Rev, the Rev and I, the Rev and I are on some wavelengths sometimes. Because I was thinking about this today, before like early, before I had even seen, before you put out the bat signal for questions, I was thinking about Charlotte FC kits because I was watching the FA Cup match, Arsenal-Liverpool. And sadly, Arsenal lost, uh, although I would have rather lost than drawn because I just the fixtures are piling up and I didn't want to know do a replay. So, I mean, whatever, just kick us out of the cup, whatever. Regardless. Uh, Fair enough. Um, Arsenal were their all whites, and it was re- really interesting. I thought, and I thought to myself, would I want to see Charlotte in an all white? I can't believe white it's shirt, going this way. White shirt, white stripes, white kit num- white shirt numbers, just like all whites. And the reason I bring up Arsenal is because everybody knows the original Charlotte FC kit was basically just Arsenal's Adidas kit with blue instead of red. That's why I go there. And so I thought, if they do it again, if, if Adidas is going with another Arsenal clone kit for the Charlotte kit, the all-whites were kind of nice, man, I got to say. Wow. I mean, truthfully, you, um, I have a, a golf shirt that has that Charlotte FC logo there. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I want their new kit yeah. to be. I want their kit yeah. to be all white with the crest and a collar. Yeah. That's what cool. I want. To, that's what I want the new so kit sick. to be. Yeah. Give us a collar. Come on. Yeah. Does it, uh, Adidas, I love, does Adidas, I love a collar. Does yeah, Adidas okay. make collar kits? They do. I think. I don't know. Guessing can, can fact check me on that one. But yeah, he can. I think they do. I mean, the, the Arsenal alternate kit was a collar, yeah. So, yeah. We need a Sean FC collar kit, Danny. I mean, oh, it's interesting. So, like, we're going to have the crown jewel. The, the purple and pink, uh, the, the purple and fuchsia, the... the the fucking Wildberry Pop-Tart kit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the crown jewel kit. Yes, thank you. Um, is sticking around. 
but yeah, we should have a new uh, the first kit, the community kit is, is go is in theory being retired. Which if you if you need an extra one for your collection before they go away forever, hit up Rare and Retro Soccer. They've got a few <laughs> on stock for decent prices. Um, so yeah, we need a new kit, a new like default home kit. That's why I don't think we'll go all white. I can't predict an all white. Because it's Arsenal's third kit. It's like it's like not a everyday type of kit. But I could see a white shirt with the blue accents, reversing the 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 blue primary white sleeve that we have now. I could see a white shirt. I wouldn't do white shirt, blue sleeve, that would not look good. But I could see a white shirt, white sleeves, blue trim down the sides, a blue you know, maybe a blue collar, something like that. I I wouldn't wouldn't hate that. Maybe blue stripes. The Adidas, the three Adidas stripes, we can't get rid of, unfortunately. Well, so. That's fine, and, and and that's totally cool because I, I'm. I think it could be beautiful if we went all whites for sure. I, I hope think so. we should. We should. I, so. I think it's the next um, step for this club is Purity. to to have a to have a, have right. a white kit with the because when the when you have a white kit and you have the the circle crest yeah on your on your heart. The, the the color pops mm-hmm. the crest really pops mm-hmm. and on our other kits believe it or not it's not the crest that pops it's actually the color that pops mm-hmm. when I, I'm, I'm seeing you now wearing yeah, the kit kind of blends in the, the 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 crown jewel kit and the kit's not popping off of that color it's just kind of blending into the kit right but w- but if we were to have a white kit it would just pop off of there I'm all for it would would, would they have the 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 wherewithal to make the sponsor name in all white too, so it, no. it, yeah, the sponsor would be pissed. No, Ali, yeah, yeah, Ali's yeah. paying paying cash. For that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brandon Davis checks in. Uh, Happy New Year, Brandon. Your overall opinions of Apple TV MLS Year One. Overall, C minus maybe. I think less uh, expected a lot more and didn't deliver. So uh, trying to have understanding that they're, that you're in year one of a product that will get better trying to grade on a little bit of that curve i still can't um deny the fact that it's letter better worse than average excuse me is what i mean to say it's worse than average it's um it was showed signs of promise but the 360 show never became vital viewing the um post-game shows were never had any like breakout personalities they were constantly retooling like who was in the studio it, like every few weeks it was a different group in the post-game shows and maybe that was intentional but like no one ever stood out and became like the voice of, of studio MLS like uh, you know like uh, um, who, the, who are they called the freaking um, the, the two guys for NBC on Premier League Robbie and Robbie the Robbies yeah the two Robbies you know I love yeah I'm talking about how much they stand out and I can't remember their names but Robbie Earl <laughs> yeah, and Robbie Robbies. Ashford yeah, I really like yeah, it yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of both of theirs so yeah, how could you not be yeah so there was no one that like jumped out and even Tim Howard I really like on NBC's coverage me too and me so too. Like, no one jumped out as like a pundit of a voice that made it like in that level of like oh I have to hear what this person's saying about my league I know Matt Doyle was trying but um yeah so technical glitches uh but there's good things i love the fact that there's a home base online you can go to your apple app you can go to apple tv.com on a browser you can like find i love that with a few within a few clicks you can just be get to a page that gives you every single goal charlotte scored all year and you can just like go watch go that helped me big time when i was going back through all the goals so i think apple has a lot of promise they need to iterate they need to grow they need to like uh the other thing i hate 
which I thought I would like and I actually hated the most was all the kickoffs being at the same time at 7.30 at night and 10.30 at night. Like, I missed the chance. I watched fewer other MLS games last year than I, than I got to in previous year, in 2022. Like, if I went to the Charlotte game, then I missed, like, almost everything else except for watching the recap show, which I didn't like. So. To piggyback off of that, I, I do think that some winter time and fall time well, Sunday at 1 p.m. will be hard. But I think some like early afternoon Sunday games, I miss that. Yeah, I, I miss the early afternoon Sunday games. I love mm-hmm. the Saturday. I don't want to go to those games Saturday at twelve thirty. It's too early on the weekend for mm-hmm. me. I'm getting things started, and um, I, I like the seven thirty kicks. But uh, Sunday, when when you're in in the summertime, mm-hmm. and um, when you're in the in the late winter too, and in, in the early uh, spring, those those Sunday two o'clock matches are yeah. really nice. Which, by the way, I. The original schedule came out, and there was a match moved in the first three months. Minnesota, four twenty. Minnes- Minnesota, yeah. does go to the the Sunday match. Yeah, Sunday at six p.m. National TV. First time we've ever played Minnesota United. The loons, they call them. It's, it's exciting. Loons. So at least yeah. we're going to get that. We're going we're to get right. that. We're going to get some. A Sunday six p.m. in April could be, be absolutely just gorgeous. Yeah. Well, that's when the vibes are yeah. absolutely right yeah. in this soccer city. That pregame at Hot Fly is going to yeah. be insane that day. Uh, the Orange Goats. Uh, I teased this question earlier. What do you think about the Independence roster build? So the Independents have been slowly but surely leaking names coming back for the 2024 season. I, I know that all these names have been signed up for quite a bit of time, but hey, it's nice to uh, slow drip the news. Yeah. Per se. So what I love about Independence was bringing back Omar Cease. I think that's like the... A vital thing because that's a guy that I thought could have gone on to a higher level for sure, but he's young, and I think he's going to keep developing, and I think he's going to keep scoring bangers, and I think he's the the key. I think he's got some captaincy potential for for Independence this next season, even as a young player. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Don't know a hundred percent what's up with Clay Dimick, but uh, he's, he's, he's fighting he, his way back. Well, he, he, yeah. they said that he's back. He's back. Okay. He he, he has committed to returning I mean, to the field. What he's, a he's committed stuff. to coming back. Yeah. I mean. For him to go through, I, I don't even know a lot of the details, but I know he had major back issues. And when you have back issues, you and have, well, he had back surgery. Yeah, and so like yeah, and spinal issues. Like that's some scare. That's like, am I? It's like full life functionality yeah. type of stuff. Questions start popping up in your head. So for him to be coming back to the field just shows like how great his work. Like you talk about the his best friend is Brent Bronico, right? Like the grind set. Like it apply. It, like it, those guys live it together. And so glad that Clay's coming back. Cease is back. We're hoping Austin Pack is back. I haven't heard anything definitive. Um, I know that A.O. Flanagan, friend of the show, is gone. Uh, we knew he was going to move on, and he did indeed move up to the USL Championship side. He's playing with New Mexico, which is pretty badass for him. I, I hope to see A.O. In, in MLS someday, even if uh, he never is like an every-game starter in MLS. I think he has a place uh, in that league. So. Uh, AO, I love what Independence is doing. Me too. I, losing Flanagan, I think, was a huge blow. And waiting on the news for Austin Pack, one of the best goalkeepers in USL League One last year, the best goalkeeper, right, right, in USL the League best One. Goalkeeper in Charlotte, not even close. I, I like the roster build as well. Um, I'm super excited for the for the year, and I think this club is kind of coming back for a vengeance to to come back and take what they feel is theirs, which would be a a trophy. Um, yeah. uh, uh, what is it? NCFC North Carolina Football yeah. Club uh, wins the the, the mm-hmm. League One trophy last year, and they've now been promoted up into. Well, they didn't. Be, it was a self promotion, but they're, they're not in the league anymore. So, 
it's wide open. Let's yeah, go. From that point of view. If there's no defending champs, let's yeah, go win it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I really like the roster build as well. But keep an eye out for Austin Pack to see whether he's coming back or not. Uh, next question comes from Russell in North Carolina, who calls himself the prodigal son. Uh, please welcome yeah. me back into the fold. He so asks. is that the Charlotte FC fold, or is that the Charlotte Soccer Show fold? I hope he didn't abandon us, Russell, the, the show. That would be horrible. But, yes, everyone is welcome. Uh, even if you went out and spent all your inheritance and you're sleeping and slopping with the pigs, Russell, we welcome all prodigal sons back. Well, his avatar is a photo with um, the Panther mascot. So, Superb. So maybe he's uh, been going, Russell's been going through some tough times. Yeah. Um, How many points did the Panthers score today? I think the Panthers finished the season with uh, eight straight quarters not scoring a point. Two straight games, shutout. Uh, pretty pathetic. But this is a good question by Russell. Go Harbaugh. How confident are we that Zorin gets another full season as head of football operations? Extremely confident. I think the quality on the roster is going to show out. I, th- I think Zorin has done better than people give him credit for. You can call me a fanboy. You can call me shilling. I, I, I mean, if I did, if I believed differently, I would say so. But I just truly believe that there's really good players on this roster that have been let down by piss poor coaching for two years, and it's about to turn around. So I think Zorn lives through this year. If I'm wrong and things go bad and Charlotte misses the playoffs, then I think Zorn begins 2025 on a hot seat. But I think he survives the year, no problem. Wow. I, if this if this squad. Doesn't bring any significant transfer business into the club. Can't move on from its players and finishes the 2024 campaign outside the playoff picture. He's gone. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. That's the Philly. That's, that's the Philly sports <laughs> failure, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like there's just and I love the guy. Yeah, and I got no issues with the guy. Sure. Maybe I don't love the guy. I mean, I we we you know I I'm friends with the guy. Maybe I'm not friends with the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. Zorn's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think if we, I think if he was sitting here right now, he'd be like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. Three years of no results, you're going to be in, in problem. But let's no, see I'm, not, I'm not talking about three years of no results. I'm talking about this being a crucial time in the club's history. Just hired a new manager. Yeah. You have to get on the same page. Sure. This is, this is, this is what I'm saying when it comes to manager sporting director relationship. Is that Dean's going to tell Zoran exactly what type of player he wants, mm-hmm. and if Zoran cannot provide him the player that he wants, there's going to be tension. I'll be, I'll say that Zoran will be fired before Dean gets fired at this point. Okay, yeah, sure. okay, now, you know, okay, like, yes, yeah. yes. If that, things go south and things aren't going well, we'll hold on to Dean and we'll go get a new sport. And and that's one of the. And by the way, if you're a new listener and you're this far into the podcast, God bless you. But anyone who's listened to the podcast here now. <laughs> And have for a while, you'll know that one of the things that we do like to talk about is the power struggle. Because in this royal family, there is certainly a lot of dynamics happening within the building. Oh, yeah. And within the fan base. And, and kingdoms <laughs> and titles. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And, and we, we. And campaigns. We like to keep our finger on the pulse of basically where that power lies. And of course, uh, David Tepper is, is, is the one who is. Right. At the top, he's like of the that Pope. family tree. If we if we're in the medieval Europe analogy, Tepper's like the Pope, and you know, Zorn's the king, and Dino's you know the prime minister, and all the, you know the yes. first lord, and all that. But, but just because of your title, remember this: your title doesn't equal influence, right? Your influence 100%. just is whoever yeah. whoever's ear you have. Sure. 
and we're going to see that play out in the building here over the next year or so, which will be fun. Uh, but I hope, for what it's worth, I think uh, Zoran Cornetta doesn't get enough credit for signing Carol Sudersky. Fantastic guy. Like, I think one of the best signings you could have ever asked for well, to, to start an MLS franchise for a guy who, who really wanted to play and play well. I mean, if I could throw a second question back to the TIFOs, I, I, I've been wondering about this a lot lately, and we talked about this in the uh, um, Discord. Is Carol Swarovski a club legend? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not ready to answer that now. Well, can't answer that now. I, I can't. As he's, as he's, as of this point, it's hard to say yes or no. I think you could call him a legend for signing that initial deal. Yeah, but not for what he's done on the field. I, I think he is a club legend. Whether you agree or not, though, he's a quality signing, and the fact that like Zorn can hang his hat on that gives him. An edge, it, it, it you know the fact that his first ever DP signing was really, if not a home run, then a then a triple to the gap. You know you got to feel good about that. And like, you know when it comes to you talk about the power struggle, like people say, you know money is power, time is power, but you got to quote Game of Thrones, power is power. It's <laughs> exactly right. Um, Ash Hamrick, Danny tweets in, and he he says, I'm going to ask the same question I asked this time last year, but for Dino. Will the be the rise or fall of Dean Smith? And Ash, I'm not giving you a hard time with this, okay? I'm not. But there's been about four or five questions in this group where the grammar wasn't very good. So if you could all help me out and just double check your tweets before you send them in, I'd appreciate it. This will be the rise of Dean Smith. This Dean Smith is this is crazy to me. We talk about statements of intent with ambition. Dean Smith is the best coach in MLS. I know people are going to push back on that and be like, "You've well, answered he, your own question." Yeah, he hasn't even he hasn't <laughs> even he hasn't even been in MLS. How can you say that? He hasn't ever won the league. You know what about uh, Pablo Mastroeni? You know, or whoever. What about Wilfred Nancy? Nancy yeah, you know? yeah. No, it, it doesn't. Like none of those guys have achieved what Dean Smith has achieved in a much higher level of football. Let's just be honest. And so, like, so like that. That's the thing. That's his birthright. His birthright is entering this league as the most accomplished manager in the entire league. And so. It will be his rise because it's going to be the the world's going to step up and take notice and say like, I think I think what Dean Smith is going to do with this club and this league is going to serve as an example to other quality managers across the pond to come over here and get start getting stuff done. You could argue other managers. The rest of the league is on notice right now. Yeah, yeah. You can make the argument, Danny, that because of I think from a branding point of view and from a uh, actual club perspective and a club culture and strategy, you could make the argument that at some point here, if Dean Smith does have success with Charlotte FC and what the culture of the club is from a fan point of view, what the branding of the club is from a crown point of view, from the Queen City point of view, that Charlotte FC could be one of the most famous teams in England. (laughs) Right. Right, just, we've just, or, we're already we've already brought it. Like, there's vil, uh, Char, uh, Charlotte FC villains, you know, like yes. Villa fans that are now Charlotte FC fans because they love Dean Smith that much. Yeah, like, and when I say famous teams in England, I mean that are not in England. Right, clubs right. that don't exist in England. What we have, what we have the ability to do is become when when people in Europe think of MLS, they think of Charlotte FC. That's pretty like. You, well, can, I'm you, not, can, you can put your own value on what, whether that's a good thing or not, but I think it's pretty cool. I am saying that 100, percent but I'm not saying Europe. I'm just saying England. But I hear what you're saying, and I would prefer it to be England. But I'm just saying England. I'm this just, earth. I'm just because of the this crown. Realm, <laughs> this England. 
Uh, Dave Lively is our final final question from Dave. Um, how many guys from last... We're going to start and finish the show with Crown Legacy. Uh, that's fantastic. How many guys from last year's Crown Legacy squad see significant men- minutes with the first team this year, and who are they? I can think of one I think you might mention very quickly. Patrick Oshimov. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's squad was he on last year? It's that's not who I was town. thinking about. That's not who uh, I was Cambridge? About. No. Uh, Jack Neely? No. Uh, Center back. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, JG, JP, yeah, Jao Pedro, yeah. yes, yeah. I love Jao Pedro. I'd love to see him get some some minutes with the first team. I'd love to see him just play with the first team the whole time, even if he's not starting. I think he's gonna get a look. I mean, God, I love Jao Pedro. Uh, you know, the only crown of uh, the only crown legacy player to be on the all league team last year, right? Or he was. No, that's not that's wrong. But he was defender of the year last year. That's what I mean to say. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I hope so. I, to be honest, though, I, I don't think the answer... Like, I'm joking when I say Ajumar and Cambridge because I consider those guys first-team players. Right. Um, but the, but that, that counts as the answer here. It should. It's Yeah, because they played, especially yeah. Ajumar, played yes. too often with Crown Legacy Yeah, they both year. did. They both, yeah. I, 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 trust me. I, and Cambridge, I, too. You yeah. can, uh, let's mention, mention Charlotte Soccer City again. You can go back. Right. All these guys played more than 10 games with Crown Legacy. Right. And for Cambridge to... Do what he did against Chicago and then completely disappear, so that like, you know, so use the act to get a so spot that, back. Yeah, and so that Miram could like sunset his career and stuff like that. As much yeah. as I love Miram, like, and as much as we needed, you know, you, you could make the case that we needed a veteran presence, but like, I would almost rather have missed the playoff last year and have Cambridge have five hundred extra minutes in the league. You know, almost. I mean, I don't. That's not true, but like, we definitely should be developing him faster. And it's always a bonus when you get to the end of the episode because that's when you get the good stuff. And, uh, you know, I think one of the, my least favorite memories of being a Charlotte FC supporter is when Justin Miram scored against Atlanta <laughs> and acted like he was sorry. I know. I know. You hated that. And people loved it because they were like, oh, he's so classy. He doesn't celebrate against his former club. But, like, I know that yeah. didn't sit well with you. No. It's, it's like it just doesn't – did not work with for me. It'd be like – it'd be like um, – an Arsenal player scoring against Tottenham and acting like they they aren't thrilled about it. Yeah, I mean, what Saul Campbell was a, was a t- was a spur before he was a gunner for sure. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, either was, way, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I wouldn't like that either. I'm just, it, yeah. it, 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 I think there's, I, do, I get it. When you score against your former club, the soccer tradition is to be reverent, right, and classy, right. yeah. and not. Are you, are you questioning that tradition uh, it, just in general? Yes, I, I just think that it's. I, I agree that it does make sense in certain situations, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you always have to do it. Okay, I like that. I like that take a lot because I do like when guys like had a bad bad breakup with their former club and they celebrate like wildly and stuff like that. That's always great. But again, like if a former Charlotte player, so this is you know um, I discovered this you know during the break of you asked me is there any of the transfer news and I said not not that I've come across my radar. While we were breaking and while we were enjoying those lovely crunch times from Hot Fly Brewing Company, uh, I checked my radar. I, I, I did. I put a ping out on the radar. The rumor is it's not official yet, but Danny Rios could be coming back to to MLS. Yes, that's Danny the one. Rios is being uh, name dropped in a potential swap. So uh, Chivas USA Guadalajara, or excuse me, Chivas Mexico, Chivas USA folded. Chivas Mexico is one of the biggest clubs in Mexico. Uh, FC Guadalajara, Chivas is like their nickname. Uh, they We sold Rios to them. He didn't work out. He was injured a little bit. 
He scored, I think, one goal, maybe two, or maybe had a goal and an assist. I've got replaced. He he never played like the last twenty games they had, but he's being. They're trying to get Cade Cowell from San Jose Earthquakes, who's like an up and coming U.S. Men's National yeah, prospect. He, he got minutes in the Gold Cup match here at Uptown, right? Exactly. Last, last year. So I think going to League MX could be very good for him in terms of twenty twenty six U.S. Men's National. But in order in the in the whole flow of that transaction, Chivas is talking about sending Rios back to the Earthquakes. So. Long side tangent just to say that if Danny Rios as a San Jose Earthquake came into Bank of America Stadium and scored, he can celebrate if he wants. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to hold it against him. Do whatever you want. Like, maybe I'm a minority of this fan, but I don't really care if former players celebrate against me. So I want to see my players celebrate against their former club. Charlotte Soccer Show. He's Daniel Bramlett. I'm John Hayes, Danny Brams. He's going to be hanging out at Hot Fly all season long. So am I. So excited to announce this partnership. Uh, official presenting sponsor of Charlotte Soccer Show, Hot Fly Brewing Company. Make sure you stay in tune with us. We'll let you know about all the events that are happening there all season long. It is the place to be. It is now the new soccer soul of this city. Because I, I, I promise you this um, to our listeners out there who are hearing us talk about Hotfly for the first time officially on the show is is that our goal on this show was to always partner with with a with a company with a brand with with anybody who wanted to invest as much time and energy into growing this soccer culture in this city as much as as, as we were going to invest. Right. And I know Cam and, and his crew at Hotfly are making an effort to do exactly that and we are 100% on board. Yep. Can't wait to see a lot of y'all at Hot Fly all season for sure. Uh, I'm looking at the calendar, Johnny. We're seven Saturdays away. We got seven Saturdays till till game day. You know, this uh, game match day is the seventh, so six six Saturdays it's match week. So like, uh, it's gonna come very quickly. It certainly is. This this team's heading to Florida for training camp, and mm-hmm. then they're heading out to the Coachella Valley, out near Palm Springs for three preseason matches, and then after that final preseason match, that it's it's a it's a week before the home opener. <laughs> That's crazy. So they're, they're going to be coming crazy. back from California, and they're going to be ready to go and 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 start this 2024 campaign under Dino Dean Smith. He's yeah. he's the new manager here in Charlotte, and. Um, I mean, it's hard to imagine last year starting under any worse circumstances. We all know what they are. And just to know that this year we're starting with a fresh slate and a, a, a clean chance to go out and maximize potential. I just think, I just think, like, I can, I can guarantee you this. Charlotte's not starting 0-3 this season like we have the last two. I guarantee you. I think start 1-0, win, 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 that, <laughs> win that first game. With the We've key. never lost to New York City ever, so why start now, you know? It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brands. And until next time, for the crown, baby.